This morning, I would like to continue from our studies from the book of Hebrews chapter 11 as we are already studying about the great heroes of faith from the Old Testament. We have already gone through and understood the what kind of faith Abel had in the Lord and Enoch and Noah, Abraham, Sarah and Isaac had kind of faith what they had in the Lord. And last week we analyzed the faith of Jacob from Hebrews chapter 11 verse 21. Hebrews 11 21 Bible says by faith Jacob when he was dying he blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning on the top of his staff. Jacob blessed all his sons and also he called the sons Ephraim and Manasseh of Joseph to bless them and he blessed them and later we realized Joseph's two sons Ephraim and Manasseh they became the tribes of Israel and we ended up the sermon saying looking at what is our vision today concerning our future and the future of our children Today, let's see the faith of Joseph in God. Let's read from Hebrew chapter 11 verse 22. By faith Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Hebrew 11.22 By faith Joseph when he was dying made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. You know very precisely in one verse the writer of Hebrews records the faith Joseph had in the Lord. If you want to go back to the Old Testament and to read this incident where it took, when it took place, let's go to Genesis chapter 50. The entire chapter talks about what is going on in the life of Joseph as Jacob died. When Jacob died, Bible says, Joseph fell on his father's face and he wept over him and he kissed him. Then Joseph was making all the arrangements to go to the land of Canaan. If you remember, Joseph before dying, he said, you need to take me to the land of Canaan and uh, bury me there. And Jacob asked his children before his death. And he asked very clearly, you need to, I don't want to be buried in this foreign land. You need to take me and bury me in one of my father's caves in the land of Canaan. Now Jacob, sorry, Joseph went to Pharaoh to ask his permission. Because if you remember, Joseph was the governor of Egypt at that time. He was in a very high position. So he went and asked Pharaoh, to, uh, for a permission to go to Canaan to bury him and Pharaoh agreed to it so Jacob with uh, Joseph with all his brothers they took Jacob and went into Canaan to bury him and they buried Jacob and while coming back if you remember the story Joseph was living in Egypt and there was a great famine in everywhere in the land 
and Joseph's brother and Jacob they were living in the land where they couldn't get any food and they decided to go back to go to Egypt for food and when they came over here his Joseph's brothers they found Joseph is the one who is in control next to Pharaoh and they came and met Joseph and Joseph decided to take care of them not to throw them away but then later on Joseph asked his brothers to bring Jacob from the land into into Egypt and Jacob came to the land of Egypt and Bible says the and a specific location was identified by name Goshen for this family to live and cultivate and to be there and Bible says approximately 17 years Jacob lived in the land of Egypt and now Jacob died and his brothers Joseph and his brothers took Jacob to Canaan back according to his requirement his interest and they buried him there and while coming back Joseph's brothers were thinking Joseph was so far he was so kindful to me to us all of us maybe because Jacob was alive you know what Joseph's brother did to him right they threw him into the pit and they killed they were about to kill him but Joseph was not showing anything he was not you know taking that vengeance among you know with his brothers instead Joseph was caring for them even at the time of famine now his brothers were kind of afraid thinking that Jacob has died now my brother our brother Joseph you know he may not really take care of us he may be you know angry with us and he may he may take vengeance with us and they said they came to Joseph and said this but Joseph said do not be afraid I'm not going to do any harm to you continue to take care of you you can come and you can be with me in Egypt so Joseph took everybody all his brethren again back to Egypt and he reassured them that they don't need to be afraid of him and even though his brothers were trying to kill him they plotted against him Joseph still loved them and he took care of them when Joseph was 110 he called his brothers that's what we can read in Genesis 50 and verse 24 to 26 now Jacob died and Joseph was living in the land of Egypt and Joseph is about to die he is about 110 verse 24 Genesis 50 and Joseph said to his brethren I am dying but God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land to the land of which he saw to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel Israel refers to Jacob the children of Jacob saying his brethren say God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones from here so Joseph died being 110 years old and they embalmed him and he was put in a coffin in Egypt now the writer of Hebrew says in Hebrew chapter 11 verse 22 by faith Joseph when he was dying made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instruction concerning his born he told two things to the children of Israel he said he talked to them about the departure of the children of Israel from Egypt 
in effect in other words Joseph was telling the children of Israel his brethren and also his you know his descendants he's telling that don't think that you are going to live in this slavery forever God is going to visit you sometime and you are going to move out of this place that's what what verse 22 says he said he mentioned about the departure of the children of Israel and Genesis says God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones from here and he asked the children of Israel to carry his bones to the land the blessed land there are two things who was spoken by Joseph now let's find out what was the faith of Joseph here because the writer of Hebrew says by faith Joseph spoke these things to the children of Israel what was the faith Joseph had on the Lord Joseph had a certain about his future Joseph was very certain about his future by faith not that he was the second to Pharaoh not that he is mighty to do things there but by faith he had a you know certainty about his future Joseph believed that the children of Israel will depart from Egypt you know when Jacob died the children of Israel they continued to be there in the land of Egypt the slavery took over and Pharaoh started taking control over them we read that in Exodus first chapter 1 and 2 you know the way Pharaoh was putting them into slavery he was not sure about the treatment that they are going to get they will be getting the children of Israel will be getting from Pharaoh so far Pharaoh is so good you know Pharaoh is like a beast if you remember he's like a beast you know he's he's ruthless and he's very cruel man he's you know really no having no sense in his life the way he behaved when children of Israel wanted to come out of the land but he was so good to Joseph but Joseph by faith he could see what is going to happen in his life you know we used to say that if a lion is sleeping don't go and wake it up if you go and wake up a lion which is sleeping what will happen do you think the lion will look at you and smile? No, he's not going to look at you and smile, right? So don't try to wake up a lion which is sleeping. The Pharaoh is like that. You know, you know, Joseph is telling, he's like a lion. Don't think that he is going to just sleep forever. There is a time, you know, he has to kill and he has to hunt in order for his food. You know, that's what is exactly happening in Genesis 1. But Joseph, by faith, he spoke. The Lord is going to visit you. You are not going to remain in this land forever and ever. So he said to the children of Israel, are not going to be in Egypt forever. Forever. They will soon get out of Egypt and move towards the promised land. That's what he said first thing. And secondly, he said, his belief was his bones will be buried along with his father's. You may think, you know, what is so special about the bones, right? Once somebody has died, then it doesn't matter if it's a flesh or bone or eye or, you know, whatever it is, right? It doesn't really matter. What is so special about the bones? But Bible says, by faith, Joseph asked, you need to carry my bones and bury my bones along with my father's. You know, not only when he was alive or when he lived on this earth, he was keeping himself holy. By running away from Potiphar's wife, you know, he was keeping his life holy when Joseph was an young man. And throughout his life, he learned to be, to live holy. He learned to live a life that is holy and acceptable in the presence of God. But even at the time of his 
death. He doesn't want his, his bones to be buried along wicked, with the wicked. He, does, he didn't want his bones to be buried along with the wicked. He made a mention and he made it very clear. You are going to carry my bones and bury my bones in the land. In the blessed land along with my fathers. You know, we know that the bone will live much more than the flesh. The flesh will get decayed very soon, but the bone is continue to be there. The bone is also mentioned as a remembrance of what God is speaking to him through to the children of Israel. Let's look at whether his desires got fulfilled. He had two desires. One, God is going to visit these children of Israel in the land of Egypt. And the second desire is, they are going to carry his bones to bury them in the land of Canaan. Whether they became true or they became fulfilled, we can go back to Genesis. Chapter 15, verse 13, if we can read, I'll read it for you. Genesis 15, 13 says... God spoke to Abraham and God said to Abraham know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them for 400 years. God is speaking to this, speaking to Abraham quite a few years back before the children of Israel went into slavery. God told him exactly the number of years in which the children of Israel are going to be in slavery in Egypt. He said 400 years. 400 long years the children of Israel lived in Egypt under bondage and slavery. But God was faithful to his promises. You know, if you remember, God promised Abraham. He promised Isaac. He promised Jacob. Telling that I'm going to take you out of this place. And going to move you to the place which is blessed by me. Where we see honey and milk flows. You know, it's that kind of blessed land. That's the promise he gave to his forefathers. In the very next book in Exodus. When they were in slavery. Now we see... What is going on in Egypt? Pharaoh, the man who was totally in favor of the children of Israel until now, he started working against the children of Israel. He looked at the children of Israel and he saw that they are just multiplying like anything. You know, when we are living in a country like this, when we find that suddenly that people are coming from somewhere, from different land, and they are coming and occupying this land, and what a terrific situation for the people who are living in the land, who originally belong to this land. You know, some, you know many of us move into this land as an immigrant, right? As an immigrant. I don't know whether that feeling is there or not, but I am sure, fortunately we don't have that feeling in Canada, a country like Canada. But I am sure it was in Egypt. These people came, they were, came, they were taken into this land on slavery, but now Pharaoh looked at them and they see everywhere he could see children of Israel. You know, he couldn't, he needed to really search for, to find an Egyptian in the land. They are just multiplying like anything. You know, that's what, you know, what of God says in Exodus. We can just go back to Exodus, Ex- uh, chapter six. Sorry, uh, chapter one, verse six says. Let's read uh, Exodus chapter one, verse six. It says, "And Joseph died, all his brothers and all that generation. Joseph, along with you know all his brothers, the twelve tribes." 
and his generation everybody passed because it's such a long year in slavery in 400 years slavery in Egypt now they died verse 7 says but the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them everywhere it is children of Israel you cannot find the Egyptians there now certainly it's a concern to Pharaoh now there arose a new king over Egypt the new Pharaoh who did not know Joseph and he said to his people look the people of children of Israel are more and mightier than we come let us deal shrewdly with them lest they multiply and it happened in the event of war that they also join our enemies and fight against us and so go up out of the land therefore they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens you know that's what is going on to the children of Israel now and they built from for Pharaoh supply cities Phytom uh, and Rameses but the more they afflicted them for more they multiplied and grew and they were in dread of the children of Israel so more they start put burdening them more they started treating them in a, in a, in a cruel manner they started multiplying they started multiplying so that's what we see in the book of uh, in the, the book of Exodus but God honored the faith of Joseph and he raised a leader by name Moses God honored the word of Joseph Joseph said before he died God is going to visit you on a particular day and you are not going to live in slavery forever and God kept his promises and he rose that man Moses and Moses we know that story when Moses was born Pharaoh was trying to kill him and by the grace of God Moses escaped by landing in the palace of Pharaoh and there he grew up and there he became a mighty man and then God plucked him out of that place to be used by God to bring children of Israel from this slavery and the story of Moses goes on and on and children of Israel they were in the wilderness and you know the children of Israel even though they came out of the slavery Bible clearly says their mind was in Egypt they didn't want to leave the facility they had in Egypt you know that is so true with human I don't know whether you have seen we have seen that you know or some of you would have seen when people are living in some of our own countries we know that you know they are living in their struggling they are going through their struggle every day morning they get up and go to work and then come back in the late night and they go through so much of pain in their lives and they go through so much of struggle but when we tell them why well, you need to go through all these struggles I will find a way to you can come to Canada or you can come to United States and they say that no 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 how can I come there I want to leave I cannot come out of this situation I want to be here that's what I got used to you know, people get so used to things and they don't want to come out of those things even if there is a better way of living they don't even consider they want to do the same thing again and again children of Israel even though they were going through slavery and they were crying out to God God sent Moses and he brought him to the land to, into the wilderness as they started their journey towards Canaan and they were always wanted to go back they were fighting with Moses and saying why did you bring us over here do you want to kill us here in the wilderness and all those kind of things 
things were going on in the wilderness. Moses was mighty man of God. He could manage them. You know, God did so many miracles in the wilderness and eventually they were, you know, landing in Canaan. You know, God was faithful to his promises. In spite of all the setbacks, you know, Joseph, what he has foreseen through the eyes of faith, God was faithful to fulfill that. Joseph, you know, wanted to leave something when he died. He wanted to leave something in the land of Egypt when he died, along with the children. Along with their, you know, along with the problems they were going through in the land of Egypt. That's the reason he said, when I die, don't bury me. Keep my bones and keep my bones with you. And you take that bones when you go to Israel. So Joseph asked his family not to bury his bones. They should preserve his bones. The bones would remind them that they are not going to live as slaves forever. He asked them to keep the bones as a reminder. When God rescued them from Egypt, they should carry the bones of Joseph along with them. And they took the bones with them into the country that God has promised to them. Bible says clearly, they kept him, they embalmed him and they kept him. And his bones were kept in the coffin for years together. And then when they were moving towards Canaan, they were taking the bones along with him. You know, Joseph's instruction looks unusual. Joseph's instruction, it is very little difficult to obey for the family members. But the Bible says they kept his bone in the coffin or the box in Egypt. Now, in Exodus chapter 13, if you can read Exodus chapter 13, verse 19, Bible says, And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. Exodus 13, verse 19. And Moses was faithful. The words, the words which spoken by Joseph to his descendants, and they were faithful to do it, and they preserved the bones. Now Moses is preserving the bones and taking the bones of Joseph into the blessed land of Canaan. Finally, we read in Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24, verse 32. Joshua chapter 24 verse 32 says the bones of Jacob which the children of Israel had brought up out of Egypt they buried at Shechem in the plot of ground which Jacob had bought from the sons of Hamor the father of Shechem for 100 pieces of silver and which had become an inheritance of the children of Joseph. So finally, Joshua carried the bones of Joseph and he buried in Shechem in the land of Canaan. But Joseph could foresee things happening even after his life on this earth. You know, Joseph's faith in God took the children of Israel out of captivity. He had such a tremendous faith in God. He knew for very sure God is going to take children of Israel out of the captivity. You know, I just want you to think of this Josh, this man of God, Joseph, you know, all along his life. 
You know, if you remember, Joseph, he was betrayed even when he was a child, in his childhood, he was betrayed by his brothers. He was sold to an Ishmaelite as a slave. Eventually he landed in Egypt. And even in Egypt he was accused of adultery when he was living in the palace of Pharaoh. And he was eventually imprisoned. And given in prison he became a dream interpreter. And he was even forgotten by his friends at times. And he was a dream weaver of Pharaoh. You know, he got to reveal the dreams of Pharaoh. And he was in power. Brought in back in power by God. And when he was in power, you know, he was feeding the hunger of the entire world. And he was not, he, he didn't forget the father who was in the foreign land even at that time. He decided to preserve his family, not to take vengeance against them. And he preserved his family. And now, when he was old, he was, even though he was living in a faraway place, but having such a faith in God, he foresee things moving towards the blessed land. And he saw people of God coming out of the slavery and bondage. And he told to mummify his bones. And that bones spoke of hope in the life of children of Israel. Every time they look at the bones, they remembered the words spoken by Joseph. God is going to visit you. One day God is going to take you to the land of Canaan. You know, Joseph's life was full of conspiracy, if you remember. It was full of rivalry. It was hardship and trouble everywhere. At times he had good fortune. But then at times he had to pay the price in order to do what he wanted to do in his life. His hard work. And you know, God, but when he was working hard, God brought tremendous opportunities in his life. That's how he could you know, come up in his, in his career and came up to the level of second to Pharaoh. And he was, he certainly received incredible blessings by God. Joseph was certainly a man of God. But he, during his lifetime, he has gone through a tremendous pain and struggles in his life. At times, he became hopeless. When he was, you know, living in that pit, you know, he was thrown into the pit. Probably he just lost his hope. He would have thought probably some of the wild animals are going to come in the night and kill him. But God brought him out of the pit. And he raised him up to the, you know, the, 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 the throne of Pharaoh but God is the one he did that and he was a faithful God he did everything accordingly finally we saw God fulfilled the words by faith that Joseph spoke into his future generation now when we listen to all these things what does it really mean to us today you know what kind of bondage people are living in world today now I want to just talk about something reality what is going on in this world nowadays you know I just want to bring this the faith Joseph had in the Lord how we are trying to how we can apply today to your life and my life when the Secretary of State Hillary Clinton was the first lady when uh, Clinton was in power she drafted a legislation <coughs> and he, she worked with the Congress to pass this legislation which is, which is about the Trafficking Victim Protection Act. It is called Trafficking Victims Protection Act. So she held a ceremony at the State Department to draw the attention of the senators and before they released this. 
and during that meeting that ceremony she spoke and she reported to the entire crowd and this is what she said around the world millions of people are living in bondage they labor in fields and factories under brutal employers who threaten them with violence if they try to escape they work in homes for families that keep them virtually imprisoned they are forced to work as prostitutes or to beg in the streets fearfully of the consequences if they fail to earn their daily quota they are women men and children of all ages and they are often held far from home with no money no connections and no way to ask for help you know and then they decided to support slavery all around the world today united states supports slavery to many countries many countries and they try to bring people from these bondages and there are many other countries they provide this support to it says the amount of people living in the 21st century as slaves is more than the total population of the continent of australia the continent of australia today's population is reaching 23 million the total people living all around the world in slavery today every day going through pain and struggles and sufferings in their lives are 23 million of people all around the world today you know many children are exploited all around the world in the fields agriculture fields and in clothing and textile industries and manufacturers and in in min prostitution in silk production the leather industry match making glass blowing you know um, cigarette making rolling uh, gems polishing salt production you know there are so many industries where these children and women are exploited You know there are many people they are going through this slavery children of Israel they were going through this slavery in the land of Egypt but there was a man who could see with the eyes of faith one day God is going to reveal himself to this generation and God is going to visit my people and God is going to bring them out of this slavery a young boy reports about her sister to a native missionary as this missionary reaches that mission field he says my 10 year old sister who works for that man as a bonded labor he beats her when she works slow he treats her very badly he yells my 10 year old sister at her at my sister when she talks to other children when she tries to plays with other children and even when she is sick that brutal man he comes home and he drags my sister and make her to work throughout the day and night and this boy says i don't care about my studies and my schools i am going to work and all that i need is 600 rupees 12 dollars and he says i don't think i am ever going to get that in my life who will deliver us from this bondage that's a question of a little boy to one of the native missionary you know there are millions of people living in slavery children are living in slavery on the other hand if you look at the children of god those who know about lord jesus christ men and women are living in bondage in sin 
in addiction, in alcoholism, in pornography, luxury, fear, doubt and disappointment, hopelessness, occultic practices, numerology, astrology, divination, yoga, transgender, you know, all kind of false teachings and false religion and the new age movement. You know, they go through what is called the spiritual warfare. One part of the world, the world is going through slavery and bondage. Children or women are not treated in equal right with men and not like the people who are living in the nations which are privileged they are going through terrible slavery and bondage but on the other hand we see people going through spiritual bondage of all these things which I mentioned the world is looking for Joseph's today when children of Israel were going through the slavery they need a man of God to come and spoke into the future into the life of children of Israel God will visit you one day and he will bring you out of that slavery and that's what the world is today looking for to bring hope to this hopeless generation to speak the word of God to their lives so that there will be hope the seed of hope will be sowed into this in those lives and one day they will see fruits coming out of it you know that's what the world is seeing today the world is looking for you looking for the, the, the men and women like Joseph to tell God will surely visit you and God is looking at us God is looking at you and me today secondly Joseph left his bones to as a reminder that one day God will deliver them and today the question we need to ask ourselves what are we going to leave when we go out of this land away from this world as a reminder to our younger generation to the generation which yet to come you know bones represent strength bones represent long lasting it will last for a long time it will last forever what is that we are going to live on this world in this world that is going to last forever our education will not last when we leave this world it is gone our position will not last our our wealth is not going to last on this world when we leave out of this world our fame and name and anything we do on this earth it is not going to last forever but what is going to last forever on this earth Bible says what we do for God what the way we live for God and the impression we bring in the life of our little ones to live a life for God you know that is what is going to be left out on this world as we live out of this world the fear of God something we can install into the life of our children today is the fear of God you know they are living in a world where there is totally no fear of God children they don't really know how to fear God and why to fear God because they don't have any reference why they need to fear God who is God why they need to fear unless it is told into their lives unless they see their parents living such a life there is no reference for them and there is no reason why they need to fear God and God is expecting us to put that in our hearts of the little ones our children not only our children the children of this generation the faith in God they need to grow in the faith in God they need to know where to run when the trouble hits their lives 
Discipline. They need to be brought up in a disciplined way. So that eventually they will become children of God. Men and women of God. Let them be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. They need to know how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Even at this young age. You know that's why the Sunday school is important. That's why they need to be given to the fed with the word of God today. It is everything is important today. What we do. You know every song we sing to them. Every you know act we do towards them. It is important. Because that's going to install such a faith in their lives. They become sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know once we our children. They know how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We don't need to worry about their life. The Spirit of God will take them. He will, you know, guide them. He will take care of their future. And any moment, they will not go away from God because they know how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, something that will help them identify as children of God. You know, that's where our children struggle today. When they go to school, they do lose their identity. They struggle to identify themselves as children of God, as parents, as a church. We need to help our children so that they will identify themselves as children of God in any moment a hope about eternity we need to teach our children of God hope our, about our eternity I just heard on the other day you know what Prem told even though it looks you know it, it looks interesting to listen from him you know but but it, it, it reminds me quite how frequently you know he when um, my uh, he was spending some time with my mother and he asked my mother questions after questions where is your husband so and my mother said he died he passed away now he is with the Lord Jesus Christ oh okay now he the second question is he asked when are you going you know see such an innocent heart you know he, he says when are you going there and she said yeah I will one day go there very soon and I want to go to that place too you know, see, 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 you know, even though it's coming out of an innocent in a heart, that's how our children to be when they grow up. Not alone when they are young, even when they grow up. You know, they need to have that desire. One day, I want to see my Lord Jesus Christ. You know, they need, need to know the price God paid for them. They need to know the love of God in their lives. You know, then only that can be built into their lives. The blessedness of living for God. Our children need to be motivated to live for God. Our children need to be brought up to live for God. We need to bring them. We need to give them education. But then what they want up to be in, the, in, their, in their future. Encourage them to become missionaries. Feed them with the stories of missionaries. Not to worry about them how they will be. How they will live. But God will take care of it. But all that we need to give them. We need to motivate them. You need to become a doctor. But you become a medical missionary. You need to become an engineer. Go and construct churches in the places where there is no church. You know, that should be our motivation. You need to become a pilot and drive the plane where the plane cannot land and where the word of God cannot be preached. And you need to get in the jungles and preaching God. Bring our children in the godly way. A sacrificial living. You know, today, children are very good in looking at others and they will ask us, I need this. Because my friend has this. Don't buy. If they ask you anything, he has. Because he has, I need this don't buy them that buy them what you want to buy for them you know we need to bring them up in a sacrificial living you need to teach them if I have to buy this it is going to cost that much and if with that cost you can feed hundred hungry children somewhere else in the world if we tell them every children will obey 
and they will say that mom I don't want this dad I don't want this I know you will buy it for me but this money right now we have can we give it to God so that it will go and feed hundred poor and hungry children you know bring that you know that logic build that logic in the mind of our children not always comparing some one above us you know every time we have a tendency to look at people who are above us and we want to reach to that level you know our children also they will come up in the same way they will come up and every time when they speak to us they will give example for people about people who are living in the next level you know God has blessed them in that way but always teach them to look at those who are underprivileged those who are not having food to put in their table you know just give them as an example to our children you know that will motivate them that will sharpen them shape them up to their future help them to love others help them to care for others you know help them you know to bring them or help them to come out of their shells and to see what is going on in the world take them to the orphanage you know take them to to to, to the you know places where uh, you know uh, the, to the blind school and the deaf school you know where people cannot see people cannot hear children cannot hear you know that will bring that will you know build them up in the right way and give them a blessed future we need to remind we need to leave something that will remind our children when we leave this world it is a great task for every one of us even if we have a one child it is a great task for us to make all this happen in our lifetime Joseph on the day when he was about to die he called the children of Israel and said God is going to visit you and I'm going to remind I'm going to leave my bones as a reminder in this land so when you look at that you will know you are God when you look at that you will not lose hope in your pain but still you will walk forward to the land of the blessed land today God expects us to do the same thing for our generation what are we going to leave for this generation that is looking for love that is looking for hope and God expects us to be a Joseph for this entire generation and for our own family he expects us to be a Joseph leaving something that reminds them in their lives and it is it will remind them to leave godly shall we close our eyes this morning